0: All right, everybody, my interview now with Sports Illustrated's Matt Verteram, a good friend of mine. Uh, We get to hang out about once a year uh, in Indianapolis as we're uh, scouring uh, the establishments uh, looking for drinks and, uh, in Verteram's case, scoops. Uh, National reporter extraordinaire. What is up, buddy? How are you?
1: Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I uh, I think probably like you are to the point where like it, f- it feels like football is both gearing up and winding down. So mm-hmm. um, it's a good time of year. It's a fun time of year. And uh, this should be very, very interesting football game that we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, this is the season of the real, I like to call December football. Because everything up to this point, man, yes. just throw it in the garbage can. Like It, it doesn't mean anything. It gives us a, a baseline level to enter the month. But now we're going to really find out like who these teams are. And I- I'm really excited for some of the really tough games for some of the good teams uh, down the stretch. But we know about these two teams. They've been in tough games before. They have played each other in tough games uh, countless times over the last three or four years. But I want to start with this Chiefs. And from your perspective, as somebody that's super uh, plugged in there, uh, has covered the Chiefs for many, many years, what is if, – if you had to pinpoint the main – problem right now for that Chiefs team, and it's Chiefs team that's won a lot of games this season, but obviously it hasn't looked the same. Where do you start, and and how do you assess this thing? So It's a weird year. It's almost like, uh, it's
1: almost upside down right now, because defensively they're fantastic. They're Mm -hmm. really, really good defensively. Like, far and away the best defense they've had since the 90s. Um, And yet, the offense has decided that this is the year that they're not going to be able to catch a pass or hold on to the football. I mean, it's funny, in a lot of ways, now the, the Bills receivers are are better, but the teams mirror each other in the sense neither one of them can stop turning the ball over. That's mm-hmm. been a huge problem to the Chiefs. I would argue that is the number one problem for the Chiefs. Because despite the fact that the receivers are bad, they're eighth in total yardage. Mm-hmm. They're, I believe, 10th or eleventh in points score. Like they still move the ball a ton. They still score the, you know, they still score their points. But they lead the league in drops and they have a bunch of turnovers. And you know, th- between those two things, they have just short circuited themselves. I mean, you go and look at the four losses they've had this year. They had five turnovers in Denver. They had five turnovers in Denver and they were down 14 to nine getting the ball with five minutes left. And then they, they fumbled a punt at their t- own two yard line, and that was it. They had a, the opener they lost to the Lions on a, on a pick six and went right through Tony's hands. You had four drops that night. That cost them that game. They lost to the Eagles in another game, actually, that I covered, and they you know they lost on that MVS drop at the end of the game. They had two turnovers inside the five-yard line. I mean, they, that that's really – it's been the theme for them. Uh, they've only had two games this year where they haven't turned the ball over, the Vikings and the, and the Raiders games, and both those games they won going away. Usually with them, if they don't turn the ball over, they win. But it has been a season of not being able to hold on to the football.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you look at the turnover differential for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs being among, like, I think it's the bottom six in the league. And it's, it's crazy to think about because it's been a team over the years that has taken the football away. And then you think about the defense, you know, they're playing so well. Is it the is it simply that the offense is turning it over so much that you know the defense can't keep up in how many turnovers they're generating, or do you feel like that they they could be forcing more turnovers on the defensive side?
1: I, I think if there's anything about them that you'd like to see maybe more, that's probably it. Um, they they don't force you know they haven't been a high interception team for a long time. That's just not mm-hmm. they, they don't have, they don't have guys who really are big ball hawks. Um, that would probably be. The thing you look at, they're pretty good at trying to swipe the ball on strip sacks and stuff like that. But they don't, they don't pick the ball off, and some of that stuff, you know, with fumbles can be luck. I mean, they've had a lot this year. Where they, they've knocked the ball out, and, and the balls just, you know, bounced back at a guy. um I think Jalen Hurts' memory comes to mind. He had, he had one where they knocked the ball, and it literally bounced right back up into his chest. Like it's just mm-hmm. they've, they've had weird games like that. But yeah, I mean, they, I think if you ask Steve spagnolo he'd probably tell you that might be the one thing. They wish they had more of, um, because other than that, I, I couldn't give you anything that they haven't done. I mean, their run defense—you can run on them, but part of that's by design. Part of that is a little bit like they're okay with teams running the ball; they'll live with it. Um, largely because nobody can throw the ball, so mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's been—it's been something that they've hung their hat on. I would, if I'm Buffalo in this game, I think like, you, James Cook has to be heavily involved in this game. Mm-hmm. He has to be. Both the Chiefs and the Bills give up a lot of yards per carry. Like I think, if you're Buffalo in this football game, as weird as it sounds, because he's great, you don't want Josh Allen throwing the ball 40 times in this football game. You don't. Like the the Chiefs have not given up one 300-yard passer this season. Uh, They've held two teams under 100 yards passing. The only 100-yard receiver this year that has gotten to them is Joshua Palmer. He's it. I mean, if you look at their numbers against number one receivers, it's they're staggering. Like mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, three catches, 28 yards. Keenan Allen, three catches for like 30 yards. Tyree Kill is going to have 2,000 yards this year. He had 80 yards, and he, and he did nothing except for like one significant catch. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown shut him down. DJ Moore shut him down. Uh, Jalen Waddell did nothing. I mean, this is a team that, like, you know, A.J. Brown had one catch for eight yards. And they're not doubling these guys. They're playing mm-hmm. press man coverage, and Jerry Sneed and Trent McDuffie have just been impossible to beat all year long. So I think it's, you know, if, if you want to beat them, hold on to the ball and run the ball.
0: Yeah, and I think the Bills have actually gotten really comfortable in that style of game, and since Joe Brady's taken over, we've seen them kind of pivot a little bit more heavily into the under center – play action, uh, you know, there's something that people were clamoring for with with Ken Dorsey those last few weeks. I feel like he's gone to it a little bit more, and I think you could do it even a little bit more. I felt like, you know, I I was watching the All-22 of the Chiefs and the Packers, and I felt like Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love did a great job of, like, just throwing a lot of different things at the Chiefs defense. So a lot of motion, two players motioning pre-snap, uh, play action, getting moving Jordan Love around a little bit and keeping that front, which is really good, led by Chris Jones at bay, especially in the first half. Do you think that's kind of the key to this thing? And And, and do you see through these first two weeks of Joe Brady, the ability with 14 days to prepare to come up with something really creative in the way that he attacks bags, defense because historically he's been really good against the bills.
1: Yeah. You know, it's a good point. Like I think the, the way the bills have played the last couple of weeks, I mean, it's been a little bit more, it feels like rhythmic if that's the right term. I mean, they've just, they haven't tried to just hit a home run ball constantly where, where that has been an issue and was an issue under Dorsey times. Um, yeah. I, like Brady has done a nice job. And the Chiefs, one thing that's weird with them, even if somebody watches them all the time, you never know what they're going to do defensively in the game. Because Spags is just, I, I hate the work because it's such a, like a, just a kitschy word, but like they're very multiple. They do everything. You know, I, they'll, they'll come out on one series and they'll blitz almost every down. Then they'll come out and they won't blitz at all. Then they'll, yeah, you know, they'll they'll drop a nose tackle into coverage and they'll blitz their slot corner and they I mean they they're just all over. I think a big part of this game, like Allen has seen Spags a decent amount at this point. He's got to be able to ID pre-snap, okay, who's coming, who's not. What I mean, they, they'll put seven guys right at the line of scrimmage and just say, okay, pick pick who's coming, and then they'll drop out and they'll move safeties around. Um, I think if you're the Bills in the game, it's a it, I hesitate to say it, but if the idea can't be that hey, Diggs is going to be the focal point because if you look at every game that the Chiefs have played this year, they have erased the other team's top receiver, and they've done it consistently. This mm-hmm. has got to be a game where Kincaid steps up, and he's played very well this year, and Davis Davis to me is almost the, the pivot point in this game. Mm-hmm. He can't have one of these games where he has two catches for 15 yards. He just cannot. Like they, they're going to need him to win against Trent McDuffie in this football game. Because I guarantee you the Chiefs are going to put Snead on Digs, and they're going to climb up to the line of scrimmage and they're going to tell Snead, look, we don't care if you take two or three penalties at the line. You just get as physical as you can and you you impede his progress and you, and, and, and you take two holding calls, cool, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Davis is going to have to beat up a little bit on um, McDuffie in the game. McDuffie honestly is probably the better corner, but he's a little undersized compared to Davis, so that's maybe something he's, they try to go up top. Um, and then up front, yeah, like I said, I mean, I think if you're the Bills, you got to you got to try and 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 run the ball and get into those play action downs and not get into second and ten and third and eight because that the Chiefs live for those downs. That is where. You know, even with four, they get a lot of pressure, but that's where they'll bring those blitzes. where they'll bring six guys, and they're creative in how they do it, and they screw with the protection calls. That That's where they can really be a problem.
0: So I wanted to talk about – pluck out two guys on both sides of the ball that have been like, you know, the dudes for this team for the last five years, Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. And, you know, obviously not, both of them on the wrong side of 30. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey – just watching games live, like I felt like there's a little bit missing this season. But then you go and, I, and I'm watching the All-22 of him against Green Bay, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's still Travis Kelsey right there. He's still doing the kind of same stuff that we've we've been used to seeing. Has there been any drop-off for either of these guys? Because numbers-wise, they're still about there. Um, but what's your analysis of those two players at this stage of their careers going into yeah. this
1: game? Well, Kelsey is a unique case because he's 34 years old. Um, and I I don't think he's ever been 100% healthy this year, personally. I don't think he's ever been, I mean he's, he's still been great. He's still going to have 1,200 yards as a tight end at 34 years old. But, I mean, he's he just doesn't have the same explosiveness at times. I, I, it almost feels like he has to save it for certain plays where, I, okay, this play I'm going to go full tilt. I mean, if you remember, he got hurt right before week one. And he missed that game, and it was a deep bone bruise. They thought he might have blown his knee out on that mm-hmm. on that play when it happened. And, and look, I don't think he's like playing on a on a, like a bad ligament or something. But I just don't know that it ever quite healed. Maybe it's still a little painful. That's just my guess. I'm not reporting that. Um, but the other part of it is he. This is the first time I, I can honestly he gets doubled all the time. I mean that's nothing new. This is the first year I remember seeing him legitimately get triple teamed. Because they just have no other receiver. Nobody can get open other than Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice has been fantastic for them. Everybody else, I mean, Sky Moore, MVS, it's just you know, Kadarius Tony when he when he plays, despairing. But really, MVS and Moore, they just run wind sprints for three hours. I mean, nobody. And, and then when the ball's thrown to them, they drop it. I mean, that that has been. If you're the Bills, like you're just putting two corners out there and going, yeah, that's fine. Throw the ball, please, please throw the ball to those <laughs> two guys. Okay, it's eleven on nine. Um, but yeah, he's been triple teamed a lot, double teamed constantly. And I think that's made it more difficult. Teams are more physical at the line because they're not scared about getting beat over the top of anybody else. So, um, he's still been great and he's still capable of having a buck 50 in any game, but I think it's just, it's more so the attention that doesn't have to go everywhere else that has kind of made it more difficult. And then with Jones, Jones, I think is still the same guy. I mean, he's, he's still a game wrecking force, you know, and it's weird because Again, he's another guy, of course, he gets doubled all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they, like the Bills, have a lot of sacks this year. They're second in the league in pressure rate. They do blitz, but a lot. even with four this year, this is the best four-man rush they've had in a long time. I mean, George Karloff, wow. this has really turned into a Pro Bowl-level player. Mike Dan is a really good rotational player. I believe he has seven-and-a-half sacks this year. Uh, Amenahu was suspended for the first six games, but he's been good when he's been in there. And a lot of it's set up by the fact that Jones is just, you have to double him every play. Because if you single him, he's, he just destroys people. So, um, And he still has seven and a half sacks, he missed the first game. He, he still, to me, is every bit who he's been. Kelsey, I, I feel like I said, a little bit maybe nursing that injury still. Uh, and, and I think a lot of it is just he he's constantly looking at two or three defenders the second he comes off the line.
0: You know, the the Bills, talking about tight ends there, they have an interesting conundrum that is approaching, and and maybe even this week with Dawson Knox coming back, because with Knox and Kincaid early in the season, like I felt like, you know, the the pivot to 12 personnel didn't really work. They um, now are in a a place where Kincaid looks the part of what they drafted him to be. Now you're going to shove back Knox, your $12.5 million per season tight end, into the mix and figure out a way to make it all work. You know, I have my ideas in terms of creativity that Brady can use to put them both in a position to have success. But, you know, what do you think is the best path forward in utilizing both of their skill sets while not taking away the momentum that Kincaid's built?
1: i got to tell you, because I've thought about this. Uh, You know what I'd do? Nothing. I'd keep playing Dalton Kincaid. And I tell Dawson at the end of the year, thanks for the memories because I I got to tell you, like that kid can play. The kid is a really good young tight end and the bills need him. The bills need him because as you know, better than me, like Davis has these games where he's great. Davis also has games where you don't even know he's on the field. Mm-hmm. And if Davis has a game like that on Sunday, they're going to need Dalton Kincaid in the worst way. And before Knox got hurt, he didn't do much. I mean, he really was not producing now. If You want to see, hey, where do you use him? I'd use him in the red zone because he's, he's a good red zone threat, but I he's not the player Kincaid is. He's not, and that's by the way, it's nothing against Dawson Knox. I've always liked Knox. I even I wrote a feature on him a couple of years ago. Like, I, I got to know him a little bit. Great guy, he's a good football player, but he's not Dalton Kincaid right now. Dalton Kincaid has a nice rapport going with Allen, and I, I think you might, you know, it's the old too, too many cooks in the kitchen. Like, I, I would not. I wouldn't, like, not give Knox snaps, but I would use him on, you know, the occasional 12 personnel, the red zone. I wouldn't take Kincaid off the field a whole heck of a lot. Like, I, I just think at some point you're hurting, you know, it's kind of like on the defensive side of the ball where, you know, you know we've chatted, like, about, like, S has been good when he's been on the field. Like, why, why play him sparingly? Put him on the field. Like, you know, it's, I think at some point you have to just lean into, look, these are our best players, and this is who we're going with, and that's the end of it. Like early in the year, you tinker with it. You try to figure out ways to get everybody involved. As the year goes on, I mean, you know, like teams in the NFL tell you, look, Thanksgiving is when the season starts. And I think at some point that needs to be, you know, if, if you're the Bills, like this is a playoff game for the Bills. You, you have to win this game. You have to right. win I, I wouldn't start screwing around trying to find 30 snaps for Dawson Knox. That's just me.
0: Yeah, interesting uh, to monitor and see if that uh, plays out this weekend because, you know, Josh Allen, very close with Dawson Knox, came out this week and, okay. and talked about how important it is to get him back into the mix, and I, and I think it's funny. You scored 34 points average over the last two weeks, and you want to monkey around with that in this game on the road against Spagnola. Uh, it's kind of a tricky beast, but, you know, Joe Brady, huge test for him. Last thing before we get out of here, I'm going to throw three quick questions at you: Buy or sell? Um, from a bigger NFL perspective, number one, buying or selling Miami Dolphins as the Super Bowl favorite? Selling, selling.
1: I they, they have been a good team since the Reagan administration. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they're, like, they're they're good. They're a good team. Like if you said buy or sell, they're going to win a playoff game. Okay, sure, they could beat you know Pittsburgh. Do I think they're going to Baltimore or to Arrowhead and beating them? I don't, so uh, I'm sorry. All
0: right, buy or sell. The Kansas City Chiefs get it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I, I guess buy just based
1: off the fact that I don't see anybody else in the AFC that that's dominating the, you know the, uh, the conference, and they could end up being the one seed. And if they're the one seed – uh, who's going in there beating them? I, I mean, you know, I, Honestly, I think the Bills should be a threat to them. I really do. Like, I, I think it was just, by the way, why I think the Chiefs are going to play this game like it's a playoff game because the Chiefs know if they win, they basically knock Buffalo out. And I, I think, look, I can tell you right now, they're not afraid of playing Miami. They're not afraid of playing Jacksonville. They're not afraid of playing Baltimore. I mean, they they they've beaten Jacksonville three times in a calendar year. And I, look, with all due respect to the Dolphins the Chiefs would be fine playing the Dolphins in a playoff game. Like, I, I don't think the Chiefs would be too fearful of that. So, yeah, I I think they have to be. I mean, at the moment, unless you want to say Baltimore, but Baltimore has won one playoff game in Lamar's career. So, I, I, I would say bye, but I would do it with one eye kind of wincing because who knows?
0: Yeah. I think the Baltimore – The Baltimore evaluation can't really start until January 1st. I'm not comfortable projecting what this is going to look like over the next four games for them. They've been really good, but listen, there's now all of a sudden a lot of tape on them. So we'll we'll see how teams adjust and how that offense, if it continues to go. Finally, um, buy or sell the Bills making the playoffs. I think
1: they've got to win out to do it just based on the tiebreak stuff. Because you look around, man, like the Colts have seven wins. They're probably going to get to 10. I mean, their schedule is not that hard. The Texans are going to get to 10 wins. So they're playing nobody the rest of the year. Um, and then Cleveland, like Cleveland caught a break, man. Like they're probably going to get better this weekend. So mm-hmm. they have them, and then they get the Bears and the Jets at home. Like they're probably going to – so and, – and that's 10. The Bills are going to have to win out. Like they're going to have to beat Miami, who I think they will beat. They're going to have to beat Dallas. They're going to have to beat Kansas City. I'm going to sell it only because that's just a gauntlet. That's a lot. Like that's a hard thing to do. And look, I will say this: I'll I'll put this caveat on it. The Bills are more talented enough to do it. The problem is the as everybody listening to this, I'm sure is well aware of, painfully aware of. They've just been inconsistent. They have these games where they look great. They the Bills have the tendency to look unbelievable on one play, and then the next play, you're like, what happened? I mean, mm-hmm. it's. That Eagles game's a perfect encapsulation of it. So I I sell only because they're six and six. Like there's a reason they're six and six. But if I'll say this, if they make the playoffs, I think they can win the Super Bowl. I really do. But they got to get there. And that, that's going to be, you know, they put themselves in a tough spot.
0: Great stuff as always. You can find them on X Twitter, uh, at Matt Verderam, V E R D E R A M E. Uh, staff writer for Sports Illustrated, my man. Great to chop it up with you. Uh, you gonna be at the game on Sunday? I'm not. I
1: uh, I'm gonna be working it from my my office. I've I've gone through right. enough. I've seen the Chiefs four times already this year. So okay. next time it's gonna be a playoff game.
0: Sounds good, Matt. Thanks so much, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot.